0: Life in Programmatic Digital Out-of-Home, brought to you by JC Decoe, bringing together the greatest minds, discussing the latest trends, and uncovering what life in Programmatic Digital Out-of-Home is all about.
1: Welcome to this episode of Life in Programmatic Digital Out of Home. My name is Philippa Evans and I'm Associate Director here at JC Deco UK and I am delighted to be joined by Tom Elder. Tom is a Strategy and Planning Partner from Open Partners. Tom, welcome. How are you?
0: I'm very well. Thanks, Philippa. Uh, pleasure Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Brilliant. Let's dive right in. So first of all, how did you get involved in programmatic digital out of home? And what have you been, what have been your top three highlights so far?
0: Sure. Um, yeah, so I've been, um, I guess, involved for a number of years now, really. Um, I, I started out, so I've, my my background has been in programmatic media for most of my career, sort of dating back nearly 10 years now, and um, i and actually one of the one of the sort of uh, the things I did in my last role when I was at, at Dentsu in Manchester was was run. Um, I think one of the first programmatic out of home campaigns in the UK. It may have even been the first. Um, with I think with yourselves, it was for Virgin Active. So that was that was an amazing, like a really amazing experience at the time because we, we did feel like we were doing something you know truly kind of groundbreaking. Um, and it was, it was a fascinating thing to just be involved with because we had like great involvement with like the engineering team on, on your guys side, the engineering team at MediaMath, which was the DSP we used at the time were heavily involved as well. So we were, you know, it, 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 uh, you know, it wasn't without its challenges certainly, but it did actually come off without a hitch, um, in the end. Um, and it was just really exciting to be a part of. So that was, that was definitely a highlight. Um, more recently, um, we've, I suppose we've been exploring a lot more use of programmatic out of home, um, for, um, one of our clients, which is a, um, sort of a national chain of pubs. Um, and obviously they're like perfectly a perfect sort of test case really for, for out of home media in general. Um, but we've been able to do some really clever things with them sort of starting from sort of last year when we began testing, uh, out of home for them doing things like being able to measure the the footfall of people that come into the pubs or the number of people who are exposed to out of home and then went on to visit the website um obviously being able to be selective about the targeting based on the sort of different types of people that visit pubs during you know for different types of campaigns like sport campaigns and things like that so yeah there's been those those have been i mean that's that's kind of one highlight but it's it's it's, i guess it's right based around multiple campaigns but um yeah that's that's been the the main ones for me
1: brilliant yeah we were right there with you with the virgin active campaign back in 2018 it was the first and still i think one of the best
0: well i will take that (laughs) (laughs) all right i I do i do still see it sort of um you know like coming up in uh, presentations and stuff like that which is always nice to see Um, yeah we still use it well that's great if you if you have an everlasting case study then what more could you ask for
1: Exactly, exactly. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. All right. <laughs> so, second question then. What challenges exist in this space for the media planners and what as media owners in collaboration with our tech partners could we do to make a pos- positive shift in this industry?
0: Sure. I think um I think actually the the frame of reference for me on this is 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 interesting, yes, in the sense that obviously. Um, I have, I've I've been there almost since the start, really. So I, I kind of have seen uh, how things have have changed over time, and I've been fortunate, I guess, in the role that I've been in. Uh, I guess working in an agency where I've got to work with lots of different ad tech vendors who are all sort of dipping their toe into out of home and have like really progressed their offerings over the last few years. Um, I think the the main challenges that that still exist. I think I think the out of home industry has done an amazing job of of, you know, kind of getting integrations into different platforms and, and sort of, you know, opening themselves up to programmatic buying in a way that other sort of, you know, sort of what would have been thought of as traditional media channels haven't quite embraced as, as readily, it's fair to say. Um, but I think that one of the big barriers that still sort of exists is just the the planning tools that exist themselves. Um, you know, there, th- th- there are ways to do really great, Sort of programmatic-led out-of-home planning, but you you often at the moment you have to rely on sort of external tools through a third party like an ad square or something like that, who who specialise in uh, sort of you know the the people's movement data basically to 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 facilitate the targeting. Whereas I would have expected by now that one of the DSPs, that, because there's obviously so many out there that now offer out-of-home, to have kind of developed a really strong audience planning solution within their platforms at the minute they they have like media planning capabilities in some of them as in you know you can map screens and things like that um but you, in terms of actually then overlaying sort of audience uh, data over the top there's still some gaps i would say so that's the thing i guess i'm hoping to see. i'm i can i think there is still space there for some one of the sort of media um sort of tech vendors out there to to really come in and own that space um at least in the UK, I don't know if it's different in other markets, but that's certainly how it feels to me.
1: Interesting point. I think, yes, a lot of the, the tech vendors are still developing and making programmatic out of home more widely available in their mm-hmm. platforms. So there's definitely room for development and improvement. Um, interesting point. Interesting point. All right. I've got a juicy one for you then. So hmm. when you receive a brief from a client, how do you go about deciding on the best media mix the budget allocation the creative strategy and what factors do you look for when you're including programmatic digital out of home
0: sure um i mean yeah there's there's a, there's a, this i could probably answer this question it, I, I do presentations on our planning process that take me half an hour sometimes but i'll try and <laughs> so i'll try and summarize this one a bit faster uh so we 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 have a um sort of a Centralized planning team within Open Partners, um, which I sort of am responsible for. Um, and we have a sort of three step process that we developed for for sort of cross channel planning, which we call RISE. Um, there's three stages to it. So the first stage is a kind of a diagnostic process where we try to look at the marketplace our client exists in and their competitor set. And we basically try to benchmark who's doing really well in the category who should we be sort of like um, looking towards in terms of getting inspiration from, or equally, if, you know, if we're in a dominant position in the category, how do we sort of maintain that that dominant position? Looking at basically um, factors about profit and turnover, um, what the marketing mix looks like for each different competitor, what the communications um, channels they're using are to to sort of aid their marketing efforts are. Uh, And then in our planning stage, which is where we sort of get into actual proper channel planning, um, we will, we use basically like three different lenses to, to sort of decide what the right channel mix is going to be. Uh, the first one we'll look at will be an assessment of basically like the relative amount of reach across the different channels that we that we can use. Um, so we tend to rely on things like YouGov as a sort of good way of getting a, a good read on that because you can build really robust audience segments and then it's got media consumption Questions across so many different things, you can you can really build up a nice picture. So that's that's one thing we'll look at. The other thing we have is we've built a proprietary sort of media optimizer tool um, for econometric forecasting. So that basically takes a, around 400 previous uh, case studies of uh, econometric modeling across various different sectors, and it allows us to basically, if we take some relatively high level stats from our own client about their own seasonality and things like that and their own sort of digital media performance um it can model for us where the best place to invest is at a channel level to get the maximum return over three years so that's another thing we'll consider and then a final thing we've been considering this is this has been an area of kind of real interest for us on the digital space but i think it'll be interesting to see how this evolves into spaces like out of home as well is attention-based planning Um, so you know, we, there's there's great research now that's being done about the relative amount of attention people pay to TV and to digital advertising, social and YouTube and things like that. So if digital or TV are going to be part of the mix, we'll also bring that kind of stuff into the mix. Um, in terms of considering whether we use programmatic out of home or not, um, I think the, the main consideration, the first one, I guess, is um, is um, how, how, like... Obviously, the at the minute out of home inventory or programmatic out of home inventory tends to to, to sort of lean more towards where the obviously where the digital uh, screens are. So it tends to be more kind of inner a city and things like that. So so we we know that it's going to be relatively um, sort of um, you know it, it is a broadcast medium still. It's going, it's not going to be like super targeted to exactly who we want. But if we can use contextual triggers or time of day or weather signals or whatever it might be proximity based targeting. Um that's what that's the things where we'll look to sort of use it in the mix, because we know that it can sort of the context of the placement can add some additional relevancy beyond the, the sort of the targeting itself.
1: Interesting point. Yeah, I think that's one of the main benefits of using programmatic in the digital out of home space is the ability to pick and choose when, where and how you activate yeah. Um, that's that's the differentiator between that between programmatic and the traditional space. So you've nailed it there. And then, what do you see as the main challenges then in designing, activating, and measuring an omni-channel campaign that includes one-to-one channels, like you mentioned, but then also the one-to-many channels like digital out of home?
0: Sure. Um, I mean, I feel like. The designing bit, I guess, is I mean, the the challenges really are just so many options, right? We we have um, the, there's there's so many different um, ways to to reach people, so many different channels to consider. I think, I think that's the thing that becomes overwhelming to a lot of people sometimes, and that's why you you know you need to have a a, a good solid planning rationale um, behind the choices that you're going to make and, and why you're going to make them good research basically just make sure you do good research um the activation bit i mean I think my the people in my team who uh, work in activation probably hate me for saying it, but you know a programmatic technology has largely made activating easier um not always, because you know, there's always these little, you know, there's always um, challenges that come up with integrations and things like that. But in terms of giving buyers control of what they're doing and, and sort of the ability to spot um, any issues like pacing issues and things like that faster, I feel like that part of the, the the equation is 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 sort of better now that we can start to group a lot of these sort of disparate media channel buys together into less platforms ultimately. Um, but measurement, measurement still remains the, the the main challenge. I think I think you know for our industry in general, um, especially the the sort of uh, people like me who've come from more of a digital background, where we've become used to having what we've considered to be like really um, sort of you know almost omnipotent views of how consumers behave online and the ability to track people, you know, for. Um, f- through a, through a complete user journey, as on, you know, through digital touchpoints, obviously with things like cookie depreciation and, and Apple's changes over the last few years, that's that's changed quite a lot. And I think that um, that sort of that sort of aids the the sort of channels like programmatic, out of home, and and broadcast, VOD, and things like that, where we haven't had those measurement capabilities because it's sort of making uh, making agencies like ourselves and and sort of the clients that we service um, think much more. Sort of long term about effectiveness measurement and, and and try to develop tools to be able to measure effectiveness and incrementality across any channel, rather than being too hung up on digital attribution. Um, so that's that's the that's the one of the main sort of focuses for us. And if if you can build a you know a robust measurement framework around incrementality, um, then you know you, you that's that that I feel like is the secret to to being able to sort of invest with confidence in a lot of these channels now.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I definitely think there are there's there's room for improvement with everything, right? That's why we were always seeing new developments happening across the board, whether it's an SSP or DSP, even the media owners, but measurement has definitely been a sticking point. Um and we ran some really? research at the beginning of at the end of last year, beginning of this year, that sort of highlighted it as one of the best things about programmatic digital out of home right now but also one of the biggest challenges because there are some great measurement tools out there if you know where to find them and your campaign lends itself perfectly but there's mm-hmm. also a lot of campaigns that just don't lend themselves perfectly to that measurement type let's say it's footfall tracking for example but you don't have a bricks and mortar store then sure. it's a it's it's hard to measure right so there's definitely room for improvement there's definitely room for some standardization um, I agree with you. It's a challenge, but I think what how it's being addressed across the industry is exciting because everyone is now focused on it. Programmatic out of home is here to stay. Um, and we'll we'll see, we'll see those those tools becoming more widely available, I think, in the coming months and years, hopefully.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So carrying on the measurement piece, can you share? any examples of measurement strategies that you've used that have actually provided a clear insight into the value of programmatic out of home? And has this helped you in any way planning future campaigns, would you say?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so the best example I can probably cite, which what I sort of referenced at the beginning uh, about kind of highlight, one of my highlights is some of the work we have been doing for for, uh, the client we have is the national pub brand. Um, We're really fortunate with those guys, because to your point about bricks and mortar being, um, you know, obviously like a massive advantage, I guess, from a measurement perspective, um, because they're, they're a chain with, you know, nearly 2000 pubs across the UK. So we've got this amazing sort of like base of locations to, to be able to test across. Um, And the stuff we've been doing what we' sort of doing for them uh, over the last few campaigns has been using um footfall tracking combined with um offline to online attribution as well in which is a feature that we can access through the trade desk one of the platforms we work with um that that's been really interesting for us i mean in the in the first instance what it allowed us to do was basically you know see on a sort of day by day basis or even hour by hour basis. The relationship between footfall or online action and out of home exposure, and when we did sort of plot out on a on a graph, sort of comparing basically when our out of home playouts happened to when we saw not just like footfall but online activity as well, there was like a really clear correlation between the two. So I mean, like almost perfect like examples of when the sort of um, the, you know the rises and falls would happen in the data. So. That was really sort of um you great for us to see in the first instance um but then what we what we've also been able to do after that because again because they've got so many locations is you can do some clear kind of before before during and after analysis of actual revenue into the into the pubs as well um to see whether you know the sort of the digital um signals or the footfall signals sort of broadly correlate with actual you know sales taking or increases in sales taking place which is, is really important for them because obviously footfalls are a really interesting metric but you know when you're a chain of pubs there's a lot of people who are going to be walking to or from the pub anyway so you have to be able to sort of take into account that you know that there's a certain amount of people you're going to reach with your out of home that were on their way there anyway so us being able to get that view of the incremental sales as well was was sort of really key for us, um, sort of justifying sort of further testing.
1: Brilliant, excellent. I know, I know for a fact actually that if we uh, if we went to your website right now, we could find out a little bit more information about that one. So that's exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> so, maybe so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last up what advice would you give to a digital marketer who's just starting out in programmatic out of home or who just wants to get involved and also someone who's got a good grasp of the basics, but now wants things, to, wants to take things to the next level. What would your advice be?
0: Um, I think, I think the, the the main sort of piece of advice I'd give someone whose background has been sort of predominantly kind of digital background sort of, you know, display, paid social, paid search, things like that. Is it's not like I think I think people can can be sort of um, scared off, I guess, by by learning about a new channel because you have to learn about new metrics. And you know, it is actually quite a, it was a big thing for me to get my head around, to be honest, when I first started exploring out of home. Just the difference between one to one and one to many. It, it is it, you do need to sort of shift the way your brain kind of thinks about how the channel works because of that. But I do think I do think the out of home industry has done a, an amazing job of trying to make it as easy for digital planners and buyers as possible to to get to grips with in terms of adopting some of the same language, um, you know, sort of creating the the idea of audience impressions so that you can sort of compare the CPMS between the two more effectively. Um, so so I think the the advice is is really just to sort of um, embrace it as a, as an opportunity because um, you know the the broadly, the amount of time people spend out of the home is obviously significant. And and the the ability to then bring the context of where people are into your planning thinking, um, I think I think is, is sort of quite a sort of gratifying thing to do. Like the way that people are consuming digital media, you know, we're used to thinking about how that sort of changes throughout the day anyway. And I think if you just take that same logic and apply it to well how would people's mindset be affected based on currently where they are or what the weather's currently like or whatever it could be it, it becomes easier to sort of start to to do the planning it, it is really like simply just you can apply a lot of the same fundamental thoughts that you plan at least with we plan uh, programmatic display campaigns into out of home planning as well you know think about who you're trying to target and where they're going to be think about what the mindset of the consumer might be, what the right time of day to be reaching them is, et cetera. Think about using weather triggers or uh, location-based triggers or whatever it could be to, to make the messaging more specific. Like It's all the same things that most programmatic planners will be doing anyway when they're planning display campaigns for programmatic. So I think that's the advice is just try and adapt that thinking to thinking of out-of-home as, as just, you know, just another type of digital placement, really.
1: Brilliant. Excellent advice. Well, that about wraps us up for today, actually. So thank you, Tom, for joining us. Excellent to chat to you today. Um, and thank you to everyone who's been listening to this episode of Life in Programmatic Digital out of home. Tune in next time. Life in Programmatic Digital out of home brought to you by JC Decoe.